Hi, my name is Tatiana David, and I am the CEO of Skate Away Roller Rink, which will be a state-of-the-art facility in the city of Miami-Dade County, hopefully in the Cutler Bay area. This, this, is, this is Diversified Game Game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I just want you to kind of skate away with this entrepreneur who that's a play on words y'all i have miss tatiana david and she is the owner of skate away roller rink miami stand up man fort lauderdale's not too far even palm beach you want to go down and all the way north to south everybody is going to be welcomed at this place tatiana welcome to the show how are you doing I am good in yourself. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for taking this opportunity to ask me a few questions and whatever you want to know, I'm open. Well, we thank you for giving the game to hopefully inspire somebody and show them that you too can start whatever your purpose, your passion is, you know, it's just going to take some hard work. So tell the people, you know, why a skating rink? I remember going skating back in the day when you actually had to, you know, memorize girls' numbers or and write them down later maybe. Um, but give us the game on why a skating rink in 2022. Well, you know, like you said, we grew up in an era where skating rink was like the thing that we did in middle school. That's where we went. That's where we hung out with our friends. And we didn't have to worry about parental um, supervision because, you know, parents, they, a lot of parents like to skate nowadays. You know what I'm saying? But I kind of wanted to bring back a little bit of our childhood to the city of Cutler Bay, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? And Homestead and the Ranch and Leisure City and Florida City and Key West, Coral Gables, you name it. Like we can do that here. I wanted to bring it to Miami because it's a part of my culture. I was born in New York, but raised in Seattle. So in New York, when we was growing up, we saw the skating in the streets. You know what I'm saying? You go to the park, you take your skates downstairs and you skate around. Or you, if you go to New York, you'll see a lot of skaters in Central Park. In Seattle, it was more of, of you know, you go to the skating rink. And so I wanted to bring some of that back to Miami-Dade County also because I have children of my own. I have five children. They're from ages 12 to 18 years old. And I've been living in Miami for 15 years, but I've been in Cutler Bay Homestead this whole 15 years. And one of the struggles that I encountered raising my children here was that there wasn't enough for the people of Cutler Bay and Homestead to get into. We have to travel all the way to Kendall to go to, which is the closest skating rink here in Miami. After that skating rink, you have to go way out to Fort Lauderdale. You get what I'm saying? Or Broward and things like that. So I just kind of wanted to, bring that to us, you know, and also incorporate um, community-based activities into the skating rink as well so that we can give back to the community to struggling single mothers like myself, you know, giving them an opportunity to bring their children to the skating rink. But it's not just a skating rink. It's also something where I want to incorporate community outreach and bring back the latchkey. Remember back then when we were doing latchkey? You know, you can go to latchkey or you can go to the community centers 
and sign your name in and play basketball for a couple of hours while your kid, while mom is at work or dad is at work and there's no caretaker, you know? So I kind of want to create like this thing where kids can come between the hours of three and six o'clock while their parents is at work and skate for $5 and still get that, that, um, that what you call that, the, I just used the word in my mind just went blank. The, I want to, not the latch key, but the, um, I literally just said it. <laughs> you know how, like when we would go after school, the community centers, like, so I wanted yeah. to create kind of like a community center vibe between this hour and this hour so that we don't have a bunch of kids at eight and nine years old sitting at home unsupervised and taking all these chances of things potentially happening to our children. You get what I'm saying? So it's also that. Now, now, I, I, a couple of things you said, I just want people, because people are going to say, wait, she's been there how many? 15 years? She said she has five children. You know, black don't crack. So, people, you know, some folks will say, hold on. Did, you know, aren't you just out of school yourself? Um, you know, tell, tell the people how long it's been to put this journey. What's prepared you? Did you study, you know, business in school? Kind of give your background so people can kind of see more of themselves in you by hearing okay. your story. Okay, so let me just tell you a, a little bit about myself. Like I said, um, I have five children, ages 18 to 12. I became a single mother of five children by the time I was 25 years old. I had all my children, you know, whatever. I said to my, and I was new to Miami. I had only been in Miami maybe like two years. So it took me maybe like five years to get on my feet you know, with five children by myself. It wasn't the cards that I dealt for myself, but, you know, life happens, things happen. And so I knew that failure wasn't an option for me, regardless of how many kids I had. And I know how much it was spoken upon my life. So I felt like there was in this determination to like overcome that 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 stereotype about a, a single black mother with five children and not being able to make it in society. So I made a commitment. Okay, I'm gonna. Um, I got my five kids. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna focus on these five kids. And then when my youngest goes to second grade, where she's able to go to school all the way until three o'clock, I will put my plan into action, which is go to school, get my master's, and open up the skating rink that I've always had a vision of having. But I also have like this compassion for wanting to help people. So I got my bachelor's in human services to kind of focus on to feed that nurturing spirit of mine of wanting to help people and make a difference in people's lives. But then I kind of took a shift and got my master's in public administration and um, security. So I'm graduating June 4th with my master's, you know, so I kind of did that. And um, no, I didn't take any classes in business or anything like that or whatever, but it, it's a hobby that has become a passion. And I want to incorporate my hobby with my passion. So the community outreach to the skating rink will kind of go hand in hand and serve each other's purpose. Okay. I got to go a little deeper and I don't do this with every guest, but I got to get into business because your story is what movies are made out of. Y'all remember Will Smith and when Jaden got his debut, um, you know, that's overcoming. I know women right here in South Florida. I, I've interviewed some of them and, you know, I've heard this women say, you know, Kellen, I have two kids. 
I have two different baby fathers. Uh, my family pretty much has shunned me, you know, they're calling me names, but I have this business and with coming to, you know, getting your consulting, I'm making double the amount of money. You know, you and your wife, they've helped me. Um, can you give some, some more game to those women who might not, they might not even have a business yet, or they might be just doing hair with, you know, just a few clients, but it's something about, there's a difference, right? If you say I have five kids and the father of the child or my ex-husband was murdered um, or died in war versus I have five kids, they may not have the same father. People almost like put you and shun you. And, oh, I don't, I don't, you know, you, you're one of those, you don't listen, your grandma tried to tell you, your mama tried to tell you. So can you kind of give that inspiring word for that woman who will be listening or if she's on YouTube watching, trying to kick up our YouTube numbers, kick those up, y'all. This is a top two percent <laughs> podcast on listennotes.com. Check it out on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Freetown Sierra Leone. I'm going to but give some inspiration for that because uh, congratulations to you. I would definitely tell every woman or every even a single father who may be raising his children for whatever the circumstances are, is that you have to look within yourself and literally make the decision that you're going to raise these children and you are going to give it your best, whatever that looks like. You know what I'm saying? And because at the end of the day, you are the example for those children. So anything that anything that you put your hands into, anything that you manifest, any vision that you bring forth is going to be a reflection that your children can always look back on and be something that they can be proud about. You know what I'm saying? So I, like I posted on Facebook this morning, my, my tactic for accomplishing all my goals has always been to tell my children the plan. Because if you tell your children the plan, then you don't have no choice but to hold yourself accountable because you don't want to fail those people. Those are the people who at the end of the day really, really matter in your life because they're affected based on the decisions that you make. So it may not look like what it's supposed to be now, because I tell you, when I moved to Miami 15 years ago, I definitely didn't think that the Kmart that I went to in Cutler Ridge to go get a pregnancy test will possibly be the building that I will be considering for my skating rink. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, you have to just like like take life by 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 the handle and do what you gotta do. That's really what it is. And I'm not saying do what you gotta do and act like ain't nothing going on in your life. No, allow yourself to feel what you need to feel, process what you need to process, but don't stay there for too long because you got a job and that job is to raise your children and leave a legacy behind that they carry on like if there's nothing for them to carry on and if there isn't a torch for them to carry what legacy are they going to follow and that's pretty much like where I'm at I have five kids but that's not going to be the excuse for my only daughter to not make it in this world you get what I'm saying so if anything my daughter she's the youngest one out of the five I have four sons and she's the youngest one and I don't hold her to any higher standard their sons or anything like that but because she is another girl another black girl a reflection of me i feel like there's like there is a certain level of hunger in my heart because she has to follow my footsteps and whatever i am is what she'll be 
going to school, uh, did you have family support or did you have to rely on daycare? Um, I decided to go to online school. I went to the University of Phoenix for all six years. There was okay. no way that I could physically go into a building and actually go to school and sit in a class and give three to four hours of my day. That was like humanly impossible with my children, their schedule, my schedule. And I was working overnight because I worked at Homestead Hospital um, for six years, but worked for Baptist Health System for a total of nine years. So in between working and going to school and also taking care of children, that was Insufficient as fam, um, as far as family support, I don't really have a lot of family here in Miami. Some of my cousins that I do have here, we're just getting um, reacquainted within the past three years because we got older and just life kind of, you know, we all went our separate ways. So now, within the past two years, I've had the support, but for the most part, I've kind of just been doing it on my own, just me and my five children. Okay, and you say you got some adult, at least one adult. So that, that, you know, that's somebody who can be active in the business. How much do you push, you know, the older ones to say, yo, this is going to be yours. We running this. Like, how, how do you get them excited about the business? Um, my oldest kids, I don't push my business and my vision on my kids because it's mine. You know what I'm saying? And so I just feel like my oldest son, he's going through a phase where he's trying to figure out what he wants to do, you know? And so we sit down, we have conversations, we go over ideas and stuff like that. And so he's basically at the at the point in his life where he's trying to figure out what he wants to do. And I'm not really trying to impose my vision. If this is not the route that he sees for himself, that's fine, you know, but it's not something that I'm saying, oh, this is what you have to do because this is for the kids and this is for the family. No, it's not like that for us. So I know that my younger three um, are more excited and more into the whole, but they're in middle school. You know what I'm saying? So they're more like, yeah, mom's about to have a skating. It's totally different level of excitement, (laughs) you know? So... Yeah, he's figuring out his own thing. And then my second oldest, I always talk to him because he's into video gaming and I kind of want to incorporate some gaming tournaments and stuff like that. So I'm like, if you go to college for this and that, and he's in the gaming design program at Southridge as well. So I'm like, depending on how far you want to go and how far you want to take this gaming thing, if the skating rink is something you want to consider, we can do a whole gaming industry in the in the in business. Just let me know what you want to do, son, you know? So I give them ideas and kind of let them decide which way they want to um, pull from the business or whatever. But the- I love it. This is for your son and anybody else who's young and you don't know exactly what you want to do. It's good to go check and see. But do not forget, you got a dynasty if your parents or grandparents or have a business. So while you don't know what you want to do, just help out. Learn a new skill. Learn how the business is. Because, man, that's a blessing to come up as an entrepreneur, not have to be, you know, corporate where you got to listen to somebody clock in, clock out, and you have a little more power because mm-hmm. your mama or your daddy own something. I, the owning of a skating rink, finding the old Kmart building, you know, having to, I don't know if you had to gut it out. Give us the how you did that how you financed it, because that's the number one thing people come and they say, I don't have the money. But sometimes the money is the last thing you need because there's money out there. So give us the game on how, how you made that happen. 
Well, right now we're still, that's the building that, because I don't know if you're familiar with Southland Mall, but Southland Mall is literally like going to be revamped. Uh, there's a lot of empty spaces in there. The old Kmart is the one that I'm targeting. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't gotten the building yet. I've done some footwork as far as taking the initiative to kind of find out what I need to find out so I can secure that building. But um, I'm not sure if they're going through some sort of bank situation or whatever. So I'm still in the process of trying to navigate. How can I get that particular building? You know, so that's the goal. That's the focus or whatever. But I know that that's the area that I wanted to be in. I've, I went to the city, uh, the town center for Cutler Bay, and I've spoke with the zoning manager and kind of checked and see if the skating rink is approved in the area so I can know how far to push for that building, you know, and it is. And so that's kind of like where we're going with it. We're still trying to figure out who these owners are so that they can come holla at me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And so do you know and already have the plan on how much it will take to get your, you know, your full vision put together in that place? That's going to be a good question, because um, one of the things that we're trying to determine, I know based on the research that I've done, it's at about one hundred and twenty thousand square feet, which is a big space and a lot. You know, so I don't need that much space. So until I can actually like speak to someone and see if this building is even like, you know, can we do this? But the building has been sitting there for over five and a half years unused. So I'm pretty sure that there it's going to be it, there's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done. I'm sure it's going to need to be gutted and things like that. So I'm not sure 100 percent what that looks like until I'm able to step in the building and see what my what it's going to entail. And then, you know, come with the team and let them give me accurate estimates as to what we can work with and what we can't. Well, the one thing that you have really done right is connect with the Miami Day Chamber of Commerce President Eric Knowles. I tell you, um, everybody there, uh, sisters, brothers, everybody is serious, helpful, kind. As a new member, I'm just like, you know, it's rare that you find uh, people like this. In Miami, I'm like, everybody wants to be in Miami, but there's, you know, various chambers in South Florida, and I'm just surprised. South Florida has something on the rest of the country. I've lived in multiple states. Um, Seattle, and and I lived in Seattle for six years, my wife and my kids, it does not have this. Um, I I don't have to say the Black business group um, because they do the best that they can. But it's not always because of the leadership. It's because sometimes it's the lack of, you know, being from Seattle, growing up or growing up in Seattle, some folks don't even know that they're black out there. You know, you know, you having five kids in Seattle might be impossible because they're not even checking for you a lot of times. I said it, fellas, you don't want no chocolate. You want everything else. You want dim sum. You want everything else. But you do not. You know, you 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 might let me stop. Uh, I'm only stopping because he. I'm gonna be nice because <laughs> but you guys want everything else. But I've had guys from Alabama say, Kevin, I'm in Seattle. I don't come here for no chocolate. I came here for you know some snow for for something else. You know, and I'm like, oh, you don't like who you are because if you knew people, you would know we're all crazy and we right. all got. You know, we all need to figure out ourselves. 
but um that's why he was single um but you know it is <laughs> it, it is what it is but he's not the only one the guy from alabama so i'm not picking on alabama but right it's you know seattle is a very whitewashed city mm-hmm. um, it, it, it is and it's not meant for black people to thrive and and i'm somebody who got contracts in seattle i made business and money in seattle so i'm not bitter I'm just telling you what it is. If I'm a unicorn, I can't say, oh, y'all need to work better and faster. No, it's a very hard city to navigate. But I had a resume before coming to Seattle and um, God blesses you, you know, fools and babies always taken care of. Whichever one I am, I'll take it. Now, I know. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to piggyback off of, um, you know, since you were on the topic of Seattle, you know, me being raised in Seattle, pretty much the adolescent, um, my adolescent years and my first two children being born there, I was also able to experience some of the resources that Seattle provides its families. And, you know, they they do have money, you know, whatever. So there are resources available. Right. So then when I moved to Miami and had three more children in Miami and to have to struggle so much to get some of them resources, I was like, bro, Seattle people got it made and they don't even realize how much they got it made because it's a struggle here in Miami just to be able to get a childcare voucher for me to put my children in, in daycare. Whereas in Seattle, you start a job, you go apply for childcare and they back pay from the time that you started working so long as you can prove that you were employed during that time. Whereas in Miami, it's a whole process. And so that's where, like I was saying, that's where the latchkey part comes in at. You know, like I want to incorporate sort of an after-school care thing where the kids can come for $5 rather than $80 a week. Not every family, especially our people, can afford to pay $80 child care a week. And if in the state of Florida, you guys are cutting child care services after a certain age, depending on which side of the program you're on, whether you're in transitional or whether you're in this or whatever, you're still kind of playing with people's lives and their children and their, you know, their safety and whether you're kind of putting families in a position where they have to choose between work and childcare, you know? So if I can come to the city of Cutler Bay and I know that there isn't anything like that out here, why not bring that to the table? Why not create these same avenues and these same advantages or whatever for our children so that they can have after school care programs just like everybody else without the actual, um, you know, Department of Children and Family Services, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like the comparison between Seattle and like you said, you know, the whole um, it isn't enough space for us in Seattle to grow. But I will say this, though, um, one of my plans is to actually if I can bring this same business to Seattle, it's going to happen. It's going to happen because it's actually in my plan to go back and give back to every state that has gave to me in one way or another. No, that I love it. I love the forward thinking and it can happen, you know, um, to, to those who believe all things are possible. Uh, it was that was written um, and it wasn't written by Nas, y'all. That's scripture for y'all. <laughs> um, now, can you tell the people, you know, even to think this big and to think this heavy, um, you know, people might say, well, what is she? Some type of big queen millionaire? Um, how, how can you think so grandiose 
before having a skating rink, what positions have you done to, you know, um, and what are you, maybe what are you doing now um, that has kind of prepared you to have this courage? I didn't think I had to um, be like, literally, my courage came from myself. My courage came from my own belief in myself. My courage came from the, from knowing that if I can over, let me tell you, if I can overcome half the things that I've been through in my life, I can definitely put my, if I tell you, if I told you six years ago, I was going to get a master's and you didn't know how I was going to do it. And I did it. You're not going to can't tell me that I can't sit here and tell you that my skating rink is not going to be what it is. And it is going to be what it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to add a little humor in there, but no, Wait, no like, you're, not, you're not kidding. That, that's real talk. That's real talk. I feel you know? So, um, no, but I worked in a hospital, um, for, like I said, for nine years and things like that. My passion is with children. My passion is um, community outreach. My passion is um, therapy services and helping families of substance abuse and mental health people. My oldest brother has mental health problems. So I have a, a, a special place in my heart for people that suffer from those type of um, illnesses. I have a younger brother who's autistic also. So I also have a compassion for people with disabilities as well. And so, and then of course my heart itself, you know, like my house right now is pretty much like a community center for kids every day. The whole school comes to my house and they're playing basketball with my kids and they're getting in the pool and I'm cooking dinner and this and this and that, whatever, whatever. So it's not, I just feel like, you know, we put so much emphasis on experience or whatever, and you can have the experience, but if you don't have it in your heart, your passion is the ultimately at the end of the day, that's going to drive your business to its full success outside of finances. And of course the experience matters as well. I'm not saying that it doesn't matter, you know, or whatever I'm saying that matters as well. But, you know, I just feel like I have this very, um, strong-willed personality and determination and i feel like i can make it happen you know and that's just what it is i've been in the health industry most of the time but there's nothing wrong with shifting gears and when i went into um the bachelor's program for human services and i worked at a substance abuse center for nine months almost a year helping those type of women that kind of fueled my passion my business plan was already written but it just allowed me to modify it and that's how i came up with the idea of the community outreach aspect of it rather than it just be fun because i had to ask myself too like okay i'm going for human services and i could get my master's in marriage and family um therapy services because that was what i was considering you know <clears throat> and the great thing about these internships is that it allows you to explore your areas of strength and your areas of weaknesses and one of the things for me was i have endured so much that i don't know if i have the mental capacity to sit and listen to people all day pour their obstacles on me so mm -hmm. i want to be more of uh, I want to be part of the solution and hearing them out, but I want to be part of the solution in a different way to where it's also not draining me and I'm still able to show up and be present for my own family. You know, so if I can bring my skills or, you know, my experience, my educational level, my compassion, my empathy, my compact, you know, that I learned just from working in a hospital industry as well to a skating rink and give back to women of substance abuse 
give back to children whose moms are struggling with drugs and can't afford to pay for their prom. Let roller, let skate away roller rink do a prom dress giveaway for the community so that we can help the children whose families are struggling and unable to give them these things. Let's give our, the children in our communities a complete makeover from skate away roller rink. You get what I'm saying? So those are like the things, the work that I'm trying to put into the community and if I can, and if I can get anybody to help me to some degree bring this vision into fruition, like I'm willing to work with multiple people as well, different organizations, whoever is willing to stand behind me, like I appreciate all the support. No, that's that's beautiful. Culturally, um, what's your? Do you know your your background culturally? How far can you go back? Um, you know, because I'm. I'm I'm, I'm I'm hearing something, and I'm, I'm just trying to. I don't, I don't know what I'm hearing, but it's I'm hearing something. Is there culturally? Can you go further back? Whether it's Africa, the islands, uh, even space, you might be like, I'm from out of this world, Kellen. That's why. So that's what you're hearing. Of, so both of my parents are from Honduras. So I'm central. Uh, yeah, we're black Hispanic. So I don't know if it's the Spanish accent you hear. I don't know if it's the Garifuna that you hear. Or the English. Body full. Hey, y'all out there. Okay, okay. And so and you're um, fluent in all of those. Yes, yes. My mom sent us to live in Honduras for a couple of years, me and my older brother, while we were young. And we actually went to a private Catholic school. So we were able to inherit the culture. We were able to learn the language. And so we're still very culturally inclined. You know, we go well about a couple of years ago before COVID hit I started bringing my children every year and making that our annual trip to go to Honduras so that they can get acquainted with our African roots okay she you guys you know she just messed up because she mentioned Africa and gave me that background so now she got a friend that can bother her because now (laughs) I know you're not on the American standard so I can really bother you and say hey Tatiana what about doing this, this, and this, and doing it in Honduras, and I can, I got somebody that I can, you know, lean on, and you guys, you know what, it's very hard internationally for you to say no, um, unlike America, somebody's like, I ain't telling you all that, you mm-hmm. know, but, but there's something I'll tell you off air, off air, but yeah, I found my Afro-Latina, here we go. Yeah, yeah, you guys, if you go to Honduras, it's basically like just Black people living in this country where it's a that speak a Spanish language, but the whole culture is African. We dance to the beat of the drums. They make music to the conch, and you hear them blowing that conch up in the air when that when they drop the beat to that conch, it's over. <laughs> you mentioned it, but I just I have to ask this my signature question, but you you mentioned it throughout the the interview. And I'm and I'm gonna ask it, and I'm gonna say something in two parts. Because one, when you put this thing together, it almost sounds like. And I have been um, a part of various type of businesses, but it sounds like you are going to almost reinvent play care. Um, Helen, I'm giving you time for kids your credit. So I'm, do not call me saying, Kelly, why? Time for kids created by Helen and Asha in Linwood, Washington. Um, um, great place but it's the play care it's the drop-in day you're pretty much going to create that on top of everything else that a skating rink has but i want to know what does your community give back 
that you're doing right now or that you'd like to do in the future? Well, um, right now, I've kind of just been sending out emails to different um, nonprofit organizations to see if anybody would like to partner up or to see what events they have coming up that we can possibly, you know, even if even if it's not skate away, just something where I can go and help and, you know, and, and, and give back to the community and things like that. Um, so right now I'm working with, um, I don't know if you heard of of crowd wall street i'm you probably have especially if you've been in the meetings on tuesdays tavares tavares oh, is, he's been a guest on yeah yeah yes, yeah yes yeah. tavares has been a guest on there or whatever so i've been in communication with him and i've had a couple of meetings with him to kind of put together a, a crowdfunding for the business so that we can try to get the business going and the e-commerce aspect of the business to try you know to help a little bit um, with the funding. So right now, like you, you asked, to go back to your question, I'm just trying to connect with people who have um, events coming up where I can come and volunteer my services and kind of just stick my neck out there. Because it's only really been fully active, like legally active and going, and I've only really been pushing it for a year, you know? So I'm still in 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 the the beginning, the startup phase of the business and still getting people to recognize that this is coming. We are going to come here. You know, we are coming to Cutler Bay. This is what we're trying to do. And we're just trying to see if people will stand behind me to kind of bring the vision to fruition. So if anybody who watches this podcast would like to pull on me for some community outreach, I'm definitely down to help in any way that I can. And I have five children that are very helpful and love to work. So if y'all have anything, we got (laughs) y'all. And you guys, for those of you who listen and are are watch, I should say, I'm showing Tavares when he was on Diversified Game, but you can put in Crowd Wall Street and Mm -hmm. and check it out. Um, And so I I just, I love it. And, And with unity, we all win always. And I tell you guys, whether you are listening or watching, the best conversation really happens off there where I'm gonna take, it because you mentioned Afro Latina. Oh, I got it. I got you know what we're going to talk about already, but I'm not going to put her on the spot because I don't want to embarrass anybody. <laughs> yeah, I told you guys I found my Afro Latina. Um, I've been looking for Afro Latinas, but I'm going to go off air with all that good game that we're talking <laughs> about that personal stuff. You guys make sure, if nothing else, you share this game. Let the people know, Tatiana, where they can find you. Um, they can find me on Instagram, Skate Away Roller Rink. We're also on Facebook, Skate Away Roller Rink as well. LinkedIn, Skate Away Roller Rink is the name for all the platforms that we're on. You definitely can email me at Tatiana David at skateawayrollerrink.com if you would like to communicate with me personally. I do respond to DMs and questions from the public because I also have been getting a lot of questions as to when we're going to open and what areas are we're looking at and things like that so um you know you can find me on social media i'm very open you can dm me if you would like to interview me i'm down for that too if you want me to work with you and come or volunteer my services i'm i'm here for it like whatever you guys need to do i'm just i'm i'm all about the each one teach one so whatever i got to do to help the next man because i know eventually whether it's from them or not the same help is going to come back to me so you know you got to give to receive and that's kind of like you know, how I, how I think. 
Real talk, real talk, real game. You guys have been laced with. You can pop your collar. You can drop a dollar. But make sure if you do nothing else, you share this with somebody. It will change their life. Y'all be blessed. Are you tired of the violence? Tired of the injustice? Police brutality, rampant discrimination, lack of gun control in this failed by a socioeconomic experiment called America? Or maybe you need a break from the relentless grind and want to regain control of your destiny, your wealth, your health, and your purpose. DiversifiedGame.com has the right course for you. Prepare for my first trip to Africa. Looking to reconnect with your roots, start a new business, or just a fresh start. Africa, a.k.a. the motherland, is waiting. Don't let the Chinese and the Mazungus have the fun and also take over the motherland. From Cairo to Mombasa, from Dakar to Cape Town, Africa has something for everyone from business opportunities to the most amazing people, safety, leisure, and landscapes. The opportunities abound. It is time for the diaspora to reconnect with their roots. Time to reconnect with the birthplace of humanity. Africa is the last frontier. Get your head in the game and reclaim your legacy. The writing is on the wall. Babylon is falling. Give up the stress, grind, and violence inflicted on our people on this continent and prepare for a journey of restoration and joy by connecting with the land of your ancestors. Check out our new course and kick off your adventure at diversifiedgame.com. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifyGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.